When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. That doesn't happen a lot here. We're leaving here with the mission accomplished. Tom Brady throws a touchdown pass against the Falcons. What else is new? Feel like I can never lose. Put it all on the line. Every day we got to choose. How we want to make time. Four touchdown passes in the first half. MVP chance coming from this crowd. Take your bills. To tie the game, and it's no good. Eagles are going to win. So the Cowboys have beat both teams that were in the Super Bowl, and they've done it without their starting quarterback. <laughs> Everybody's standing up here in Baltimore. This entire night comes down to this final play. It is up. It is good. The Ravens beat the Bengals. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, ESPNU, where you can download the podcast. We're on your smart speakers, and we are presented by Progressive Insurance, and you can be a part of Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Nation on the deck. Dr. Pepper call in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of a nice cold Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. Good morning, Key, and good morning, Harry Douglas, where's Jay today? Interesting, interesting. (laughs) Attending some family business. I think you heard Harry might be here today and Uh ducked out, said no. Go go Mets, I heard. Go home. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't want that smoke today. Not today. Wasn't wasn't pleasant, that's for sure. Oh, my God. You you know what was pleasant? No, actually, it wasn't that pleasant. It wasn't that aesthetically uh, appealing a game, but... The AFC North has been, uh, you know, someone has wrestled control of the AFC North, and it is Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens, my preseason pick to win the Super Bowl. Key, they had, they hadn't, they didn't look like Super Bowl winners so far today, you know, this year, but they're getting the job done when it counts, late in games, and they're leading the division right now, well, they, beating they the Bengals. They're doing a good job, Harry. I think when you when you talk about First of all, offensively for the Ravens, I mean, okay. They were okay last night. I mean, yeah. you're, missing, you're missing some pieces from the skill position standpoint. You know, and when you think about Rashad Bateman not being in the lineup and DuVernay kind of having to do it all, Mark Andrews at the tight end. And then from a defensive standpoint, though, they got out of there with a W because the defense stepped up. They yep. came up and, and took care of business. They, I don't want to say shut down an explosive offense, but they certainly had it under control. Uh, T. Higgins leaves the football game. Jamar Chase is like a shell of himself from a year ago. You just don't see the same offensive firepower. Last year in two games, the Cincinnati Bengals and Joe Burrow combined in the air for almost 1,000 yards, mm. a little slightly under a G. That did that wasn't going to happen last night. And Marlon Humphreys, along with, along with uh, Marcus Peters, they certainly stepped up to the plate. It played big. Marcus Peters 
coming back off the ACL, you can start to see he's getting back in the form. It was Peters on the double reverse who with the sack, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah but he recognizes that and he goes and he just explodes and knocks Boyd completely down. I think he lost about six, seven yards on that. So their defense really held their own, Harry, and, and I think that when you look at this team, if that defense could continue to play like this the rest of the way, they might wind up seeing themselves take on the Kansas City Chiefs or the Buffalo Bills in the AFC Championship game. Yeah, that, that was my thing, Keith, coming into this game. Could that defense kind of slow down the skill position players of the Cincinnati Bengals? And I thought they did a phenomenal job last night. I also was impressed with a guy named Jason Pierre-Paul, and it's just crazy to me, mind-blowing, that he wasn't on somebody's roster prior to going to the Baltimore Ravens, getting batted balls, you know, sacking the quarterback, just doing the little intangible things that you want a defense alignment and a veteran to do. Um, I thought they created enough pressure, even though they only had two sacks throughout the game. But like you mentioned, that back end uh, of the Baltimore Ravens that, you know, have blown leads and given up yardage in the second half and lost two games that way, they figured it out against the Cincinnati Bengals. It didn't allow them to have a breakthrough moment, uh, that's that skill position group. So I thought it was phenomenal. Y'all talked about that double reverse. There's no reason for guys on the two-yard line to get cute. My special teams coach in Atlanta, Keith Armstrong, told me cute will get you beat, and they got beat in that situation. Well, you're running a double reverse on the two yard two line. yard line. Um, two two thousand and twenty two for you though. It, it could be nineteen sixty five. Why would you be doing that? <laughs> I, I never understand a coach that gets cute in the red zone. I just don't. I don't get it. Well, you can get it, creative in the red zone, yeah, creative, but you don't do something where you might move yourself out of position to score. Yeah, yeah but that's cute, though. Yeah. You don't need to do that to show how smart you are. Oh, I'm smarter than this guy. Look, I'm going to trick him. And that lets me know whenever you're doing stuff like that, it tells me you as a coach don't think you can beat them. Yep, you, you, now don't, you don't trust to, your stuff. You try, yep. Exactly. You don't trust your stuff. So now you got to go to the last resort. To put points on the board. No question. You see this in all sports. A Guys double go reverse. To- they don't run. <laughs> man, they run double reverses of Pop Warner. You know what? The, you, you do understand that, right, Max? Yeah, of course. Am I lying, Harry? No, no you're they don't 100% run double right. reverses in professional football. It, it just doesn't, you know. Not from the two. They, from the 50. Yeah, but, but from the two, <laughs> you're taking yourself out of position. It doesn't make any sense. There's an expression in the King's English or Queen. What is it? Kings or Queens? Kings. Uh, too clever by half. That's what it is. Too clever by half. You're so smart, you're outsmarting yourself, right? It's not it, – so it's not cute in the end. Meantime, I want to get into this Jamar Chase stuff because, Key, the league looks like it's uh, uh, kind of fig- – like they got a book on him, like they figured him out, right? What does he now have to do? Well, I don't necessarily know if they figured him out. I think they just – they're making some adjustments to his, his game from a year ago. Now he has to make the necessary adjustments, Max, and understand that they're going to be throwing different coverages at you and different things. They're just going to line up and play man to man. And I think a year ago, a lot of he was he was taking the top off a lot of different things because of the man to man vertical stretch game, bombs, shallow crosses, deep crossers, things that kept him on the go. Now he's got to figure out how to run routes, find soft windows, do those sort of things in zone because a lot of teams are going to throw zone at you. And Tyreek Hill had to figure that out. He had to understand how to, how to play zone uh, uh, from a receiver standpoint, play against the zone defense, because any time people would go man-to-man against him, you remember a year ago what he did, or two years ago what he did to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He stuck a torch to him. Yeah. And so he eventually, a year ago, 
what people said to Kansas City is, okay, we're going to play too high shell, and we're going to make them make this adjustment to understand how to go up against a, a zone, and that's what's happening to Jamar Chase. I still think he's has some skill, but yeah. he's got to now, Harry, as you know, as a former receiver like myself, he's now got to go into the, the toolbox and figure out how to use another tool. Yeah, that was one of the things like scouting Jamar Chase coming out of college is that he ran goal routes, slants, five-step posts, what we call glances, shallow routes, things of that nature, and he's doing the same thing in the National Football League. But like you mentioned, though, Key, now I, I want him to reach into his bag a little bit more, right? Start to understand coverages a little bit more. And when you're dealing with zone coverages, you don't necessarily run your route 100 miles per hour, right? Some routes you may be able to run 75%. Some you may be able to run 60. Some you may have to go 90. But you find the holes and where you can sit down at so the quarterback can deliver you the football. And you seen Marlon Humphreys last night understood the game-like situation where it was, I think it was like uh, third and short, and they tried to throw a goal route to him, but he knew it was coming. That's just a veteran player in the secondary, understanding situational football and understanding the receiver that he's going against and what he likes to run. They're not getting that right now uh, up in Cincinnati, so they're, they're going to have to figure it out. Zach Taylor is going to have to go to the drawing board and figure out how can we get our best offensive weapon, the football, without – going against man coverage and having that one on, those one-on-ones. As, as a route runner, I'll take credit. I believe I'm going to take credit for this. Over time, I had to figure out how to run my route and be at the same spot that the quarterback wanted me to be doing something different. So I would line up in a tight split. So typically when you line up in a tight split, what's the first thing in a tight split, Harry, they think you're doing? Going out. So, uh, so, so if, I'm, if I'm running and I'm in a tight split, now I need to, to run a dig route. What I would do is I would angle at the numbers, get vertical, and run my dig route on the mm-hmm. reverse seam. You're uh, still where you're supposed to be I'm when still, you're still I'm still where I'm supposed to be, but the defense didn't know that. They were sitting there going, we never seen this before. But it took practice in the offseason to understand I'm lining up in a certain situation. Even to the point when I ran shallow crosses, most of the time you're in a nasty split, you're going across. Mm-hmm. I would go so wide, and then all of a sudden – Coaches would scream. They went, what are you doing? I said, man, just be quiet. I got this. Exactly. And then yep. I come flying underneath, but I'm right where I'm supposed to be. When you're supposed when to I'm be there. When I'm supposed to right. be there. And he's got to learn all those little tricks. Yeah, and listen, this is the test. This separates the good from the great. The league adjusts to you. What adjustments are you going to make back to the league? Like, a, like, you know, we're all baseball fans. It's the playoffs. Some kid comes up crushing fastballs. Now, every pitcher in the league wants to see, I'll get the fastball by him, and pretty soon they realize, uh, let's throw him some off-speed stuff. They're starting to throw Jamar Chase some off-speed stuff. Now he's going to have to adjust, right? If he's going to be great, he's going to have to adjust. After losing to the Giants in London, are we sure? Are we sure the Packers are one of the best teams in the NFL? Listen to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap live radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. 
Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Yeah, so, the Jaggy Warriors. Yeah, it looked like the Jags were coming on a little something. Yeah. I mean, they, they <laughs> a long way to go from last year to build up. Yeah, you know? I mean, they're a good team, right? I mean, not a good team. They got good personnel. They had a couple good games. Christian Kirk flashed on us. Uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence, the guy who got engaged on the field, who's a, a family guy. <laughs> tall, hair, got tall. the hair. Oh. He looked good. He, Sunshine. Yeah, he, he looked good. He had all, for a couple weeks, he had all the stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, he looked great. Look, eventually bad teams are going to become bad teams again until it's like a cycle, Max. You know that. It's all of a sudden they show you a little something, and then they clunk along. They show you a little something, then they come back to who they were before, show you a little something. It's gr- growth. Yeah, it's yeah. growth. And, yeah. But they had the bad. I would probably say, Harry, they had the, the, the worst loss of the weekend because they lost yeah. to the Texans, a mirror yes. image of themselves. That's well, the Dolphins, <laughs> but they lost their, their backup. They, now they're down to their third-string quarterback. But Dolphins got blown out by the Jets. But there are excuses there. See, I guess you could say that. Yeah. I guess you could say no, that. No, I, I think for the Jags, though, for me, uh, I'm, I'm worried about Trevor Lawrence right now because he had two turnovers yesterday, one in the tight red zone when the game was tied 6-6. Yeah, man. But that's, that's coming off a game Four where he turnovers. had yeah. he, he had five turnovers five. a game before, right? Four interceptions and one fumble. So mm-hmm. – Doug Peterson is going to have to, you know, have that meeting with him and let him know, hey, we got to figure this out because we can't have seven turnovers in two games. See, I trust in Doug Peterson to get that right, Peterson, to get it right. It's still early, right? That's, he's still a rookie. Yeah. He's a rookie. Last year is a discounted year dealing with Urban Meyer. He just was trying to figure out how to get to this building. Yeah, poor guy. And, and now you got a new coach in here who understands the position. It'll come along. It'll come. It, it, I'm not overly worried about him at all, to be honest with you. I just think that the Jags, you know, they went out to San Diego, to L.A., and put a, a whooping on the Chargers. So it was like, oh, my God, this Trevor Lawrence, is, he's on his way. And the Chargers had lost Slater, and they lo- like the Chargers were in bad shape when they played him. Yep. But uh, it, is, it is something, if you think about what's in place there, they got the quarterback, number one yeah, overall draft pick. they got a couple pick, receivers. And they got a Super Bowl coach. They got so nice you got to give them a year back. or two. They, they're going to be all right. Yeah, give them a couple years. Yeah, a couple yeah. years. And it's not going to – not everyone can be the Giants. All of a sudden, Dayball shows up. Not everyone can be the Eagles. <laughs> oh, yeah. Eagles looking good. Fly, Eagles, fly. Yeah, looking good. Um, that was probably – those two two worst losses of the weekend, either the Jets blowing out Miami. So my, that's a bad yeah, loss but Miami. Yeah, was but Miami was a bad loss. But Miami, like you said, you're down – you're not going to win. You're not supposed to win – with your third quarterback. Yeah. Skylar Thompson. Yeah. I, you know, I, you're not supposed this to. This is interesting. Except the New England Patriots and Bill Belichick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, well, however you want to say it, Max. Yeah. The GOAT did it again. He did it again. <laughs> with Mr. Z at QB. From your radio to your smart speaker and phone. Now playing ESPN Media. Or watch on ESPN2. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. 
Live weekday morning starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN2. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Are they as talented as other teams? No, not not top to bottom. Barkley, let's left to the 15. He's to the 10. He's to the 5. Touchdown, Giants! But that doesn't mean that you, you can take them lightly. We believe in ourselves, but, you know, how the outside or how other people view us, I don't think we're concerned with that. You know, he's done a really good job for our football team and the things that we've asked him to do. He's done them well, and I'm glad he's our quarterback. They may be the story of the young season so far. Giants, 27 Packers 22. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. If you, have the ES, if you have a phone in your pocket right now, you're like, damn, I want to hear these guys, but I'm not in the car. I got to get out of the car. I got to get in. Just go to the ESPN app. Click it. Now you'll see more on the lower right-hand corner. Hit that. Scroll down to listen live. If you have a phone in your pocket, you can hear us anywhere live. Now, and we're presented by Progressive Insurance. I, look, they're in London, first of all. Funky things can happen, right? Your chum. What's that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't <laughs> I, say I that, Mike. King's English. Uh, <laughs> funky things can happen overseas. No one really has a home game, et cetera, et cetera. But these giants play with character. They're going to find out about you. And the Packers came up short. Uh, so I got to ask. But you know, the, you know, the, the, you know the, the, uh, the Green Bay Packers fan base it's strong in London. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, you can see it. Cheeseheads was yeah. out. Yes. Yeah. Good cheese over there, too, by the way. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Key <laughs> uh, knows about food all around the world. <laughs> but so, look, going into the game, the first thing, maybe the Giants are actually good, right? Like, they have. They, they were number nine on my ranking, Max. They were number nine on Key's real rankings last week. We'll see where they are this week. Dable, I feel like, breathed life into the team. Right from the get-go, when Saquon, he's like, we're going to go for the two-point conversion early on, give him the ball, and Saquon made it. Even if he didn't, though, the coach is showing something the fans want to see, the team wants to see, that kind of put a little wind at their backs, and they've been a, a character team since then. Yeah, but, but they became alive when they hired him. Yeah. They're all yeah. of a sudden, it, it, as soon as they, they got the hire – they got the higher right. And I was telling you the whole time when they were talking about Dable as a candidate, I'm like, that's the dude right there. You want to try to get a young quarterback to develop to some degree, then he's the, he's the new quarterback guy, clearly. And so whenever you have a coach that somebody believes in, his press conference alone, you could just yeah. – the way he looks. I mean, I'm not beating up on Joe Judge, but – it's not the same. It, it rings a, true as soon as he a opens his mouth. Presence yep. that yeah. when somebody walk in the building, and you know that hair, you like, 
Oh, I could, I could fool with him. He's but, the guy. So we're going to get to the Giants a little bit later and Dayball and the whole thing. And Daniel Jones, who's showing me something, he's turning my head around. But tough performance. But what about the Packers for a second? Because of the existence of Aaron Rodgers, if yep. you look among the odds-on favorites every single year or the, the favorites every year, they're in the, even on bad years, they're top five, six, seven, even when the team doesn't look because of Aaron Rodgers. But should we be concerned? First of all, let me start with this. Key, I'm going to start with you. Harry, I want to hear from you on this. Are the Packers, Key, one of the best teams in the NFL, yes or no? I, I think they still are one of the better teams. They got, they, you know, Giants might be better than what we, what we thought they were, but I think the Packers are still one of the better teams. They're in a growing stage on the offensive side of the ball with new pieces trying to understand how Aaron Rodgers plays. Um, he's trying to understand how they play. I looked at some stuff yesterday, and, and guys were basically chicken fighting over there, Harry, running into each other, scrapping <laughs> with the DB to get off the line of scrimmage <laughs> in the wrong spots. I could see it without even watching the All-22. I could just see it on the film, and I said to myself, I was like, well, they don't know how to separate yet. The, de- the offensive line wasn't playing good. The Giants' defense certainly knew how to get after Aaron Rodgers in the offensive line. So I'm not, like, ready to throw the towel in and panic and do all of those sort of things just yet. I think I give it a few more games. Let's see how it works out. Harry, well, the Packers are 3-2, and two, and one of the losses is to the Vikings, who control the division right now. Are, are yes. you we sure they're actually good, the Packers? Well, here's the thing for me. Like, a lot of people have the Packers as their top two, top four teams in the National Football League. I did it, and I said it last week on ESPN primetime on last Sunday when they went in overtime with the New England Patriots. You look at the first game of the year, right? They got beat, got the brakes beat off them by the Minnesota Vikings. You go in overtime, and you have to beat the Patriots. Then you lose in London to the New York football Giants. I don't see it right now. Now, I think a lot of people is basing this off of the potential that the Green Bay Packers and what they can be and who they have as their quarterback. Because if we're just talking about actual play and how they look, they don't look like a top two or top four team in the National Football League right now. And I'm, and I'm sorry. And I know a lot of people probably going, what is he talking about? I'm talking about what I'm seeing on film and what I'm seeing on tape. I'm going to read something to y'all. The Giants had four drives yesterday, right? Eleven. This elite defense that the Packers are supposed to have. They had one drive was 11 plays, 86 yards, 6 minutes and 10 seconds, resulted in the touchdown. 11 plays, 56 yards, 7 minutes, got a field goal. 15 plays, 91 yards, 8 minutes, a touchdown. 6 plays, 60 yards, 3 minutes and 34 seconds, a touchdown. The Giants were 54% on third downs and 3 for 4 in the red zone. That's th- th- Letting things like that happen, that's not a top two, top four team in the National Football League to me. And then they got shut out in the second half. They were up. 20 to 10 at halftime. They got shut out 17 to 2 in the second half. So I don't have the Packers as a top two, top four team in the National Football League right now. Can they be towards the end of the year? I believe they can. But until those receivers start tightening up, until that offensive line starts tightening up, until that defense starts actually not letting things occur that happened yesterday, they're not in that top two or four to me. How much of it is just Bakhtiari like? He can't practice. He's not going to play as much as they think. You know, when the Packers' O-line is intact, to me, they look very different, even with young receivers, yeah. whatever. And when it's not, it's a different story, right? Like, they, they, they're not the yeah. same O-line. The offense ain't going to be the same. Forget about the defense for a second. Yeah, but those guys, what you don't see, Max, when you're watching the game, some of the things that me and Harry can see, like when I'm watching the game and I'm watching them in a bunch formation and all of a sudden they're over there playing chicken fight. 
because they can't get off the line of scrimmage. They all running in each other. They're not coordinated. It's all it's it's it doesn't look good. So now Aaron Rodgers have to get off of them because mm-hmm. he sees it. They get to something else. By the time he get to the something else, that's not open. He's holding the ball, so now he's flustered. I mean, it's a it it'll it takes time. And I'm with Harry. I don't know that they're top four team right now. But they certainly aren't at the bottom. Even that yeah. completion to Lazard, where he got he was in, but they initially they called it uh, incomplete because he was out. But he actually dragged his feet. Oh yeah. Even that play, you could see Rodgers like, well, uh, no, some, no one's where they're supposed to be until finally he makes something happen. They're not. They don't look coordinated right now. Well, I'll even say this though, Max. I'm accustomed to seeing Aaron Rodgers versus a cover zero. He was going to throw a back shoulder fade to Alan Lazard on that last play fourth down. Mm-hmm. I'm used to him going to Randall Cobb on a corner route or something mm-hmm. or, or having a little pick play go on. So you can just see the play calling is drastically changing because of the lack of the production at the wide receiver position. All right. Later in the show, we're going to hear uh, from Aaron Rodgers and why he's not happy with the talk in the Packers locker room following the loss to the New York football Giants. Coming up, the Philadelphia Eagles. God, there's a lot to get to on a Monday, huh? The Philadelphia Eagles remain the NFL's lone undefeated team after hanging on in Arizona. But that's supposed to beat Arizona more soundly than that, right? Are they the best team in the NFL right now? Do we know that? Listen to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Harry Douglas in for Jay today. Guys, it's time for the no huddle. Let's start it off. The Eagles are undefeated still after Matt Amendola's late field goal attempt for the Cardinals sailed wide right. Arizona quarterback Kyler Murray slid just short of a first down on a second down run during the final drive, then spiked the ball on third down to force Amendola's attempt with 22 seconds left. Kyler, how aware are you of the sideline during a run? In that moment, you know, just not not trying to to get down as quick as possible to be able to save as much time as possible. Hindsight, you know, would have loved to get a couple more yards, one yard or whatever it was. Um, you know, you got the rule when you slide. When you start the slide, that's where they stop the ball. So um, it's unfortunate. Tremendous job from our producers uh, booking Kyler Murray. Thank you very much, Kyler. That's all we need from you right now. Thanks for coming on this morning. Well, this, uh, is, this is just not on yeah. Kyler Murray, Max. This is also on 
Cliff Kingsbury and his offensive staff. There's something called situational football. In that type of situation, you understand as receivers and skill position players in the offensive line, you have an opportunity for another play, even though it was third down and the clock was running. Get back to the line of scrimmage in the huddle. Fire go right now. Quick out. Something along those lines before you get to fourth down. They wasted a down by doing that. Did his sliding, Harry, short of first down, cost them the game? Was spiking the ball no. the right play? No, no, that didn't cost them the game. Listen, Amendola has a job to do. That's to kick the damn ball and make field goals. Just make the field goal. And we're not even talking about this. They're going to overtime, and whoever wins, wins at that point. Listen, everyone has to do their job on the football field. So I'm not going to sit up here and blame Kyler Murray for sliding a yard short, not getting the first down or whatnot, spiking the ball. Tell the kicker to make the kick. Everybody has to do their job in their part. And Harry is also right as far as the kicker goes. And you want to know why I always say I can't stand kickers? You like some, some Justin Tucker, though, I'll bet. Yeah, because he makes it. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing about a kicker. Anytime he doesn't hit a shot and a hit a, that's like under 50 yards, I get him out of here. You do know <laughs> a kicker has one job, man. He's not doing one job all day long. When we're at practice running around, he's kicking the ball in there over there, chipping golf balls. That's what they do. Well, that's the same, dominoes. That's they, the same kicker on, that cost the Chiefs. Against the Indianapolis Colts, they make his field goals. He gets let go from them, joins the Arizona Cardinals. You have a time, a chance to redeem yourself, and you miss the field goal to send him in overtime. Oof, rough, rough business. All right, next down. Do we have? We don't have a second down, huh? All right. Official, official says uh, the Falcons lineman unnecessarily threw Tom Brady to the ground. Quote. What I had was a defender grab the quarterback while he was still in the pocket and unnecessarily throwing him to the ground, Jerome Bogger said. That is what I was making my decision based upon. What? This is uh, Arthur Smith, Falcons head coach, on the controversial roughing the passer call. Uh, guys, I'm not commenting on that. I got to worry about what I can control, so I just need to see what I can do to, to coach those situations better. Was this the right call, and did it cost the Falcons the game, Key? It wasn't the right call. Now, whether it cost them the game or not, it wasn't the right call. They completely missed this. You know, you say, did it cost them the game? Well, they would have had another opportunity and a chance. Doesn't mean they would have won the game, right? right? But that right there was, if anything was egregious, that was. But this is the Tua effect. They saw Brady being slung to the ground. And even in this situation, terrific Tom usually, if he thought – it was something wrong with it. He usually turned to the ref, and he'll coach the ref into doing it. In this particular case, that wasn't it. The referee just decided, hey, unnecessary roughness. Roughing well, up the quarterback. We got, we got a guy in Grady Jarrett, who, who's the person who got that sack, well, supposed to be sacked, who's playing amazing football this year. Beat his, beats his man one-on-one, sacks the GOAT, Tom Brady, is going to get the football back, and you had that egregious call. And listen, I know Jerome Boger. He, he, he's a good man, but right here he's wrong. And his statement after, I got to tell you, my, gra- my grandmother used to tell me this, a lie don't care who tell it. And Jerome's telling a bold-faced lie right there because there was nothing egregious about that sack by Grady Jarrett. I remember a couple of years ago, this is the first year Brady was in Tampa, so it's three seasons ago. They're playing the Chiefs at Kansas City. The linebacker, and I'm forgetting his name, Wraps Brady up. He has him, right? Lets him go, literally. Let's go of him. And Brady walks into the end zone. I think the Bucks wound up winning that game. But the point is he walks into the end zone because he's like, I don't want to touch Tom. I don't want to breathe on Tom Brady. You know, roughing the passer call. It's getting kind of ridiculous. What do you do about that, Key? Well, they're going to correct it, right? They got to – they get it. look, it's an emphasis 
over the last week on this sort of pay attention to the quarterback, see what's happening. He kind of, you know, rolled him over, sort of the Tua thing. Only difference is Tua's lighter than Brady, so it was really fast. But you were on a team know? with a great defense. What yeah. was Were they ever afraid oh, no, of Oh, no, we, we got – I'm trying to think what game it was, but I, I believe it was a game with Simeon Rice had the quarterback in the grass, let him go, and the dude with took the Bucks, off. yeah. And he took off, and I, I don't think he scored, but he got the first down. And we were all like, seriously? And this was way back then. Right, right, yeah. Sack him. For, get, make the tackle first. Worry about the fallout later. All right. <laughs> Third down. Coach Brandon Staley rolled the dice, and it almost backfired on him. He was up 30-28 with a buck 14 left. Went for it on fourth and one from his own 46-yard line. An incompletion handed Cleveland a chance for a game-winning field goal try. Brown's rookie kicker, Cade York, missed a 54-yard field goal with 11 seconds left. Here is the, for now, Chargers head coach, Brandon Staley. For now. At the post-game presser. <laughs> Just wanted to finish the game with the ball. Felt like we liked the play, liked the matchup. Knew what coverage they were going to be in. And um, we wanted to finish the game on our terms on third down. We felt like we had a good run up against that defense. Um, had a pass solution. Um, they defended it well. Uh, then on fourth down, just really felt like, you know, the slant to Mike was going to be uh, the play call there. And, um, you know, just didn't go down for us. But uh, I had a lot of confidence uh, in our defense to go out there and get him stopped. And that was a big motive um, because we knew they would have to throw the ball to beat us. Key, it's not just the result. I'm a big proponent of going for it on fourth down, even from distances sometimes where people don't love it. But it's also game situation. You have to take everything into account. At this point, how much is Brandon Staley, the head coach of the Chargers, and his play calling a liability for the team? I think it's his decision-making on giving Lombardi, the offensive coordinator, the autonomy to do what he wants to in certain situations. Last year we saw it where he's the guy that gets to check the final box on those decisions, and he lost about three games for the Chargers last year. He was trying to lose this game for the Chargers <laughs> and get fired. That's what he, he was setting himself up to get fired. I had Harry, I had one coach texting me yesterday, and, and this particular coach is eyeing a lot of different situations, and he said it's very frustrating watching the Chargers play football. Mm. Well, well, it was I, very I don't, frustrating watching the Chargers I, play I football. Don't, I don't get it. I, yeah. I don't get it. I don't understand it. I don't understand the logic. It's fourth and one. You're on your own 46-yard line. Punt the ball and force them to drive the distance to try to get a field goal. Absolutely. Now, but, but, but here's another thing, though. It's fourth and one. Y'all do know Austin Eckler had 173 yards yes. rushing yesterday, right? Yep. Can- Why are you throwing the damn football on fourth and one if you've been rushing the football effectively, if you are going to go for it, in which I don't think that's a smart decision? Well, because I was looking at the analytics, and the analytics told me that <laughs> we have a 75% chance of throwing a football, picking up the first down, and only 25% running it with a guy that rushed for 175. So – I think I'm going to go with the higher percentage. How about this one, though? The ESPN's uh, win probability model on the Chargers' fourth and one decision on their own 46 with a buck 14 left. Go for it, 84.1% win probability. Punt, 78.9%. So let me ask you this. You're smart. That's the crazy part to me. How much difference is 84 and 78? It's uh, 6%. Is it worth it? I, look, is it worth it? It's a yes or a no, Max. N- no, not okay. for me. Not That's for it. me because not for me because it comes down to the odds that you're handing the other team a chance versus not giving them the same. Kind See, of chance. the problem with football nowadays is they get caught up in what some probability and this and that. 
Just turn around and look, man. I got this dude behind me. If I'm gonna go for it, I'm gonna give him the football. If not, I'm gonna punt him, like Harry said. I'm gonna pin their ass deep. And Jacoby Brissett is going to have to show me that he can take them 80 plus yards. Key, gonna have to show me. Check this out, though, Key. This right after Jacoby Brissett just threw an interception to you, though, in the red zone. You gotta have to show me. You gotta. You have to take the 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 entire game situation into account. What probability doesn't show you is the way guys are playing, all that kind of stuff. All that matters. In, in, in teams that I've been on, man, I don't care if it was Brian Cox, if it was Derrick Brooks and them, they'd have been like, yo, what you doing, coach? <laughs> so, guys, fourth down. Dominant D in, in Dallas gets them past the Rams 22-10 to 10 for the fourth straight win. I couldn't believe the pricing on DraftKings, 2500 for that Cowboys defense. Boy, I snapped that up so fast, left $900 <laughs> on the table, and they got me 20-something points. With three missing starters on the Rams' offensive line against that Cowboys pass rush, whew, Matthew Stafford passed for 308 yards, was sacked five times. The Cowboys defense allowed just one touchdown in the fifth straight game. Here is Rams head coach, defending Super Bowl champion head coach, Sean McVay at the postgame presser. This is some, some adversity that we're facing right now as a football team. You find out a lot about people when you do go through that. I'm going to continue to stand up here and, and do the best I can for this team. It's not good enough right now. I'll never uh, pretend that it is. Um, but there are guys that are continuing to compete to the best of their ability. And we got to get everybody doing that, everybody staying uh, to compete to the best of their ability and really be in their best regardless of the circumstances. So the question here is key. Before we get to Cooper Rush doing exactly what Keyshawn Johnson and Bill Parcells would say, right? Uh, you know, six for 10, whatever it was, not a lot of pa- 16, 10 for 16, 100 yards, don't turn the ball over, right? What has happened to the Rams' offense? You know, again, they got to figure out their identity. Like Sean says, you know, it's going it, to, adversity, they're facing some adversity now. Certainly, it's going to see what they could do in terms of stepping up, but you cannot. Continue, and I understand Cooper Cup went 70, and he showed speed and all that, but you <laughs> cannot continue to just rely on Cooper Cup. they got to fix their offensive line. They've got to fix their offensive line. They've got offensive line issues. I see, you know what's so funny is I saw big Andrew Whitworth at dinner uh, the other night, and I told him, I said, man, you need to go come on out of retirement, doggy. And, he, and I touched him. Solid. He can re- he's ready to go right now for the Rams if they pick up the phone. Harry, that Rams offense, people forget now, but before Whitworth got there, it just didn't work. When they brought in Whitworth, who was considered in his, already in his 30s, like you were going to give him a long-term deal, the Giants passed on him for that reason, <laughs> played until he's 100 years old. As soon as he got there, the offense snapped into form, right? Harry, the yep. offensive line is banged up. They can't do anything. Yeah, also, I think two guys, uh, Andrew Whitworth and then Austin Corbett, th- those, two, those are two guys who was on their offensive line that they're truly missing on top of being banged up. Here's another thing that I, I don't think a lot of people are paying attention to. The trade, when they traded Robert Woods to the Tennessee Titans, is really hurting this football team. Robert Woods did a lot of things for this team, and you also need a secondary guy. And a lot of people are saying, why isn't Sean McVay getting Allen Robinson involved? Can we face reality? Maybe Allen Robinson is not that guy like that. Because no. you've got to understand the offense that they run now. It, it, it demands small, quicker guys that, that are route runners that can get open, not jump ball receivers. And I, I, I'm seeing Allen Robinson, like he had a, 
a skinny post of the uh, yesterday, right? Key. Yeah. He's doing all this pity patting at the top of the route. You a big body receiver, man. Stick your foot in the ground and cross face and make your body big and catch that ball for a touchdown. You know, Allen Robinson. From everything I'm hearing, though, Harry, he's doing everything right. He's extremely smart. All of those sort of things. It's just Sean has to get him involved, and they haven't really figured out how to do that yet. And maybe some of it is what you're saying in terms of Robert Woods, because Robert Woods is a lot like OBJ, mm-hmm. where you can put your foot in the ground, you can do all sorts of things and wiggle, cut, run shallow crosses, climb the ladder, where Allen Robinson is not that guy like that. And especially when you're having offensive line problems, if you're running an outside zone blocking scheme, you need a receiver who can block. Yeah, Robert, to Woods, do it. Robert Woods, a football player. He like he and Cooper Cup ex- coexisted like perfectly. And when they lost Robert Woods to injury, coincidentally, they already had o- OBJ yeah. on the roster. OBJ is a right, football player. He'll do, right in there. he'll do a lot of the same stuff, the not glamorous stuff that they need done. Max, right. yeah, really quick. Here, here's something that transpired yesterday. We got to pay attention to. Nine points came off a sack fumble return for a touchdown yeah. and a block punt. Think about that. Hey, Nine points that, that the Dallas Cowboys got. All I need my quarterback Special teams to do, and defense. Harry, all I need my quarterback to do is be 16 to 19, a buck and some change, and no turnovers and a one-yard plunge for a touchdown, and we're going to get out the building. You, you basically just described Cooper Rush. <laughs> we're going to get out the building <laughs> with a solid <laughs> defense. I'm not looking for a 300-yard passer. I don't right. need that. Don't need yep. it. I don't need it. If you it. have it, great, if but I can you don't run need the it. ball with Pollard and he does what he did, uh, 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 taking it to the house. Give me a quarterback that's very efficient with a solid defense, and we're going to win a lot of games. And then when I need to unlock him, we'll unlock him at that time. Don't let the Cowboys with Cooper Rush beat the Eagles in Philadelphia. I'm just <laughs> telling you, I saw this coming like a slow-motion like train wreck. <laughs> yeah, see, Don't now, let them beat Philly he, in he, Philly. If he beats Philly in Philly. you got to give him another week. He's won every game. It's going to be hard to <laughs> say no. One more. He'll lose eventually. When he does, you bring Dak in. Even, but, if he, even if he lost eventually. If he beat Philly and then he eventually lost. Yeah. Because I don't know who they have after Philly. I don't know. I have the schedule in front of me. But if he Look. beat Philly. If he's the starter. I don't know that he'll be the starter right. this week. But let's assume he is. Harry, if he beats Philadelphia in Philadelphia. Woo. Then but, but all he, of a sudden they got the Lions the following week. Here's the problem. Oh, here's the problem with the Lions. <laughs> you gotta just, you gotta. Here's the problem with the Lions. If you if he wins all that, beats Philly and Philly, and they're like, okay, now Dak is ready. Could you imagine? Because the NFL, anything could happen. Dak loses to Detroit his first game back after Cooper Rush did no, all I that. No, I can imagine. Now that. you got a real bad quarterback. Yeah, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't put Dak in that situation. Right. That's why you bring Cooper I'd, Rush I'd, again. I just probably, if he beats Philly, I'm probably going to have a real conversation with my but, staff. But here's, a, here's <laughs> the thing, though, guys. Crazy. Here's the thing, and I, I don't think it's on Dak. I think it's on the head coach, Mike McCarthy, and I think it's on Kelly Moore, the offensive coordinator. We understand and we've seen the formula with Cooper Rush being the quarterback, right? Don't change that up when Dak comes back. Rush the football, run the football, make yeah. a call good plays, and rely on your defense. But, Don't have Dak come in here try to throw the ball 40 times and think you're going to win a football game. We see what the formula is. Understand it and make sure when Dak comes back, it's the same formula. Yeah, but the problem that with that is, as you know, Harry, it's hard. It's human nature. I got a toy. I know he could do some different things. And as a play caller and as an offensive mind and a head coach, you start – getting caught up in thinking that 
that's the way to go. I remember, man, as a player. Now, you, Harry, would you know me? Would you think that I was a reverse runner? Probably not, right? You yeah. think big old dude ain't running no mm-hmm. reverse. In their mind, they get caught up. All they want to do is give Dejan Ward and Wayne Corbett the reverse because they're smaller. <laughs> and I went to the car. I said, man, come on, man. What, what y'all doing? Which coach? Bill. I said, what are y'all doing? And what Bill say? Yeah. Bill Parcells. And then they did it. First time I touched the house call, 40-yard touchdown against Carolina. And them dudes never touched another reverse <laughs> as long as I was around. <laughs> but, but because they get caught up in their ways. Yes. And they get caught up in it. And, and that's thinking, Bill Parcells, one of the greatest coaches who ever lived. And, Max, so what happens with Dak Prescott is they getting back, they start thinking they got to open up the playbook. Instead of saying, right. instead of saying we just need him to be 16 to 22, there you a go. buck 70, and a yes. one-yard plunge and a screen for a touchdown. And that's it. That's all you need. Hey, this is here's Coach my, it the same here's damn what I would, way. What I would take from what Key is saying, Harry, to me is an even it's like it's part of a bigger point, which is our knowledge of what wins a football game is not so perfect that everyone understands this magic formula so perfectly that if something's clicking and it's working, like I think it takes some arrogance to go and mess with it. Oh, we can make it even better. If it's working, it's working. Who knows why the everything's clicking just right? But why would you put your hands on it if it is? What does it, hey, Harry, what does it look like in San Francisco? Yeah, same thing <laughs> you just said. Same exactly. thing. Yep. They got a lights-out defense, yep. and that's it. What was it like for Peyton Manning at the end? Same thing. And, and, and he had hit off the Denver left. Broncos. It, it's the same thing. You it's just defense. the defense. Tom when Brady I, in the beginning. It's the defense, and then you just don't make any damn mistakes. And you're fine. You yep. got there with a W. With a W. And, they, and Cooper Rush in his career as a starter, one start last year and so far for this year, has nothing but Ws. Got nothing <laughs> but Ws. I mean, he threw a nice ball at Gallup on the sideline, Harry, and Gallup was able to get the feet down and everything. Well, what about the one that C.D. Lamb that C.D. dropped on the third and fourth? He, that was a hell of a know. ball, too, on the bench route. I don't know, C.D., man, he need to go put his hands in some ice or something. Uh, no, rice bucket. Get oh, the rice bucket, stronger. yeah, that's true, too. I got one here right in my weight room, right right across yeah. the hallway right there. I go give it to him. Key, be, key, key, be quiet. Tell me you created a you, rice you, bucket. You Get out of here. You know I created that. I just want to let y'all know that. No. I invented rice, damn it, Harry. Listen, <laughs> the rice bucket was it, though. You know about the rice Listen, bucket? Listen, I used to travel so, with the rice bucket everywhere, college and NFL. So we didn't do the bucket. We had the trash can. Mm-hmm. So the trash can's bigger, taller. Sure. So you drop. So at the bottom of the rice bucket, there's probably some tennis balls down there, mm-hmm. something you can squeeze so you mm-hmm. get down in the rice bucket and you Grip. just constantly just gripping it and it's got all the forearms and everything start to build up like Popeye. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If Dak is healthy enough to play, guys, I don't care. I'm not touching this until they lose. And even then, you got to consider who's coming up next. Aaron Rodgers was not happy with talk in the Packers locker room following the loss of the Giants. We're about to get into it. Keyshawn, J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. From your radio to your smart speaker and phone. Now playing ESPN Radio. Or watch on ESPN2. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Live weekday morning starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio. And on ESPN2.